Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello, good Welcome to this week's Man of the Post Extra Time. I'm your host, Chris. Uh, with me this week, I've got Adam. All right. Hello. Uh, and I've got Emma. How are you? I'm well. How are you? Very good. Thank you very much. So we're going to talk about the uh, Carabao Cup. We're going to talk about Derby entering administration, uh, European leagues, uh, the Premier League as well. But first of all, uh, Adam, um, how do you feel about people suffering indignity if it's not directed towards you? Are you okay with it? Are you okay with? Are you okay? Are you okay with other people suffering indignity and embarrassment? Indignity comes on a sliding scale. Okay, minor indignity. I feel like I'm being set up to fail here. Well, you're not being set up. No, no, no. This doesn't involve you. So this involves you. No, no. What I feel like you're trying to get me to do is agree to a horrific opinion. No, not at all. There will be no opinion in this. Uh, well, on the basis you've just said yes. Every, everything's on a sliding scale, so, but some people deserve it. Oh, well, I'm glad you said that. Um, do you remember last week when we predicted the, uh, or we didn't predict, we were talking about the games coming up this weekend in Europe. Uh, we talked about the fact that Barcelona were playing on a Monday, didn't we? We did, yeah. So we now have the uh, indignity for Emma of reviewing a league game that took place on a Monday for her team. Uh, which we've never done before because normally they're so good they get to play at the weekend. However, not this time. So, Barcelona won, Granada won. They're also playing on Thursday. Coutinho <laughs> uh, Duarte scores for Granada after two minutes. Possibly scored a little bit early. Um, and then Araujo so, scored for... So, hmm? Sorry, on a Thursday, like a Europa League team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're going to kick off in about 25 minutes. Gerald Piquet um, couldn't play on Monday night because Shakira wouldn't let him because he's got to put some shelves up in his house. <laughs> a better use of his time. <laughs> exactly. Sergio Roberto turned up with a kebab hungover from the day before. Um, yeah, Araujo ended up uh, scoring a 90-minute equaliser. Uh, he ended up playing as a striker. Not very ticky-tacky, that was. Um, Barcelona, 77% possession and 45 crosses from open play. Um, <laughs> 45. I said open play. Maybe you can't. Maybe there were nine from corners or something. Anyway, it makes it I worse. I count every single one of them. Okay. Uh, there were whistles at the final uh, final whistle, ironically. Um, white hankies. Have you ordered those white hankies yet we spoke about last week? Uh, yeah, I'm going to make a killing. <laughs> uh, Ronald Koeman said afterwards, uh, quote, unquote, he uh, won't answer any more questions about his future. Um, would you like to answer some questions about his future? Absolutely, yeah. Um... Where will he be at Christmas? At home in the Netherlands. 
Oh, okay. He won't be uh, managing Barcelona then. Not if I've got anything to do with it. <laughs> okay. Uh, will he be buried underneath a motorway in Barcelona and you in prison? <laughs> <laughs> no, because I'd get away with it. Oh, okay. Uh, um, as we just Unless one of about... you two grass me up. I don't think you need to get away with it. I'm not sure any jury will convict. Yeah, no. I think you'll find I'll have a lot of support. Exactly, yeah. Unless the jury would be made of Espanol supporters, I think you'd be fine, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and where are they going to find them? Come on. Yeah, we're going to find 12 of them. Um, yeah, so uh, did you watch this? Or are you sort of avoiding this as much as you can? I am avoiding it as much as humanly possible. So have you seen... I don't want my eyes to be solid by... <laughs> you've, just got people, you, you've just got people like Chris bringing it to you constantly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so... Um, it's not good, is it? It's not great. No. <laughs> you think he'll be gone by Christmas, do you? If I mean, I take it you haven't seen it, like you just said, but do you think the players are playing for him still? Uh, well, from what I know, they are, they, they're very much not fans. Right. Um, I mean, he gave an interview to some Dutch press, I think, where he said that Messi was a tyrant in training and that he made all of the other plays look better than they actually are. Ooh. And those plays that are still are still at the football club. Well, that's not going to improve their morale, is it? No, I think PK hates him. Oh, really? Okay. Based yeah, on... haven't you seen the... Based on everything, his attitude, the way he speaks about him, uh, the the football that we play, uh, yeah. Yeah? Not a fan. Okay. Is he still injured, PK? No, he played up front on Monday night. Oh, did he? Okay. <clears throat> he came on a substitute, yeah. Well, specifically to be striker? Yeah, he came on, played Jesus. up front with um, Araujo, who scored the equaliser, who's also a defender. It's probably a good job Johan Cruyff is dead at this point, isn't it? So we don't have to witness this. Mm, yeah. Uh, okay, so I just thought I'd drop that in at the start. Seems we have to review games that happened after the weekend. Thank you. Thought you'd like have that. To. Like we've, got, like we've got some sort of mandate like the BBC. <laughs> well, our mandate starts at sort of midnight Monday. Anything that happens after that, we can talk about. <sighs> uh, okay, also happened this week. I've got to get, I get a bit of indignity to you now, Adam. Um, the Carabao Cup, QPR 2, Everton 2. Now, you know that I'm a diehard QPR fan, don't you? <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, someone called Charlie Austin is he famous is he I've not heard of him before uh, yeah Charlie Austin scored two goals uh, QPR won 8-7 in a penalty shootout Tom Davis was the full guy wasn't he I don't know you tell me Tom Davis was the full guy Adam uh, was he <laughs> yeah not Lee, Lee Majors what did he do miss a penalty or did he... they just make fun of his they just make fun of his hair again no 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 he missed a penalty um, are you bothered at losing in the Carabao Cup I've told you before, Chris, at what point, you, it's just, everyone's going to lose in the Carabao Cup, but it's just at what point you decide to, <laughs> to get knocked out, like, do we get knocked out now, or do we get knocked out by Man City, at some other point? Oh, okay, fair enough, so, well, I mean... Man City haven't, Man City haven't lost a game in this competition since 2016. 
Have they not? I didn't realise it was that one. No. <laughs> oh, Pet really likes this one, doesn't he? Uh, well, speaking of um, going out to Manchester City, uh, Wickham, despite the fact they took the lead, uh, they lost 6-1. Two goals from uh, Riyad Mahrez helped their Manchester City there. Um, Pet called Adebay Akinfenwa a legend of the game. Uh, Emma, are you aware of Adebay Akinfenwa? I am not. Um, he is uh, an incredibly muscly man, isn't he, Adam? Yeah. He's not very... He's a man who shouldn't be a footballer. No. He's built like he's... Is there a position in the NFL he could play? To give a bit of context to him. Um... He's... No. No? He's not very he's tall. He's not very mobile. No. He's not very tall, but he is... He's got muscles on muscles. Sounds legendary. He does. He's been around a long time. He's, uh, he's in his mid to late thirties now. He's been playing the game quite some time, so he's been around a bit. That must be nice to be called a legend by Pep, though. I mean, definitely sounds like his type of player as well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've, lost, I've lost. I've lost faith in my 2016 start. I think it might be 2018. Okay, that's. I was going to say the last. Winning the last. Still four. long, though, isn't it? Yeah, still quite long. Uh, elsewhere in the Carabao Cup is uh, Norwich nil, uh, Liverpool three. Minamino scored two goals, and then uh, Divock Origi, who uh, lots of Liverpool Twitter and uh, oh, Liverpool WhatsApp as well uh, have been insisting is some sort of cart horse. He uh, scored and also got an assist as well. So Minamino scored after four minutes. Um, what are you laughing? Because I was confused as to what Liverpool WhatsApp was until, <laughs> until more of that slack became apparent. <laughs> I'm only I'm only in a group with one Liverpool fan, so there's only one Liverpool fan I interact with on Twitter, uh, on them on WhatsApp. Sorry, so that's lucky. Your... <laughs> I, I wish I could be as lucky as you. <laughs> yeah, I don't have a Liverpool WhatsApp group, thankfully. Um, also, 16-year-old Cade Gordon played. He's a 1.1 million pound signing from Derby County back in February. He's the first player born in the Rafa Benitez Liverpool era to play for uh, the first team for Liverpool. If you want to feel old. Um, what's happened? Manchester United lost 1-0 to West Ham. Throwing a Manuel Lanzini goal. Uh, a bit of noble revenge there for Mark Noble after the weekend. Um, briefly, what do you two think about Mark Noble coming on to take the penalty? Good thing, bad thing? Well, it obviously was a bad thing. But, you know, <laughs> at, the t- at the time, could you see logic behind the decision to do it? Uh, not really. No. No. Didn't um, work for England in the Euros, did it? Well, no, that was my first. <laughs> it, went, it went drastically wrong. Um, yeah. Mark <clears throat> Noble's got to be pissed, right? That he's, <laughs> a record he had just disappeared. Um, and you've got to feel good for David, David De Gea finally saving a penalty after 40 attempts. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, what is Mark Noble going to say when David Moyes says to you, do you want to take a penalty? You're not going to say no, are you? Um, probably not, I guess. No, I mean, <laughs> but there was uh, Barry Glendening for Football Weekly was having a little of a sort of backwards and forwards with Gary Lineker, um, and I stepped in. And I said, "I wish I had your confidence, Barry, to uh, lecture Gary Lineker about how to take a penalty." Uh, and then he said, "Look at his record and get back to me," which is a bit catty. Okay, who's, but whose record? 
Gary's. Gary's. Barry said, look at Gary's recording. Get back to me. Okay, uh, but it, that only works if, you, if you've got something to compare it against, still, though, right? Well, I guess so. That's, uh, a, bit like, that's a bit like... like we had Mars as only scored five of his last ten penalties. That's still five more than you or I have scored together. Well, I have to say, I've taken uh, two penalties in my life and I've missed them both. So I am no barometer of anything like this. That's why you're, that's why you're in the goal. That's why I'm in the goal, yeah, exactly. I've saved more than two. Uh, okay, what else have we got? So Wolves 2 Spurs. When you say saved, they hit you, right? You're pretty. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I just closed my eyes and just happened to go the right way, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Wolves 2, Spurs 2, um, Spurs won 3-2 in penalties, and then Chelsea won Villa 1, uh, Chelsea won 4-3 in penalties. There were loads more games than this, but they're the ones I could be bothered to write down. Uh, right, the draw for the next round then is Arsenal versus Leeds, Burnley versus Spurs, Chelsea versus Southampton, uh, Leicester, Brighton, Preston versus Liverpool in the Mark Lawrence and Derby, uh, QPR, Sunderland, West Ham, Man City, and Stoke versus Brentford. Adam, can I interest you in a Carabao Cup next round? No. No. <laughs> uh, right, okay, so bits and bobs of news. Uh, in the Bosnian Premier League, in uh, the game between Sloboda and uh, Posigie, uh what happened, Emma? Sorry, I just want to point out that if this is first, it's been a slow <laughs> news week. <laughs> but this is the most significant thing that could ever happen. I wanted to write this down um, before I forgot about it, so yes, this is first. The world's most adorable dog ran on the pitch. And what did he do? I mean, he was playing with the ball. He was trying to eat it. He nutmegged a guy. He did, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> he was just general cuteness. He was just having the best time ever, wasn't he? He was. He was living his best life out there. Oh, have either of you seen the kangaroo in the water this week in Australia? No, they're horrible things. Kangaroos are? Yeah, they're pests. Are they? Yeah. I mean, to be fair, the kangaroos were in Australia before the people were. True. Maybe it's the Australians that are the pests. Well, who, <laughs> who could possibly comment on that? Um, <laughs> yeah, no, a little kangaroo got stuck in... Uh, Again, doesn't have to be mutually exclusive, does it? <laughs> a kangaroo got stuck in a river in Australia, and um, three Australian guys, um, they were all called Bruce, uh, jumped in to, um, to pick him up. So they went in there and rescued the um, kangaroo from the river. They put him on the side, and the kangaroo literally shook their hands. It's so cute. There's nothing to do with football. That's where we are this week. <laughs> well, no, I've got bigger news than that. Derby County have entered administration. Derby County and the Championship have entered administration and they've been deducted 12 points. Uh, they're now bottom of the league on minus two points um, and they first face a further possible deduction of nine points due to uh, a separate charge. Uh, owner of the club, Mel Morris, has said that COVID cost £20 million. He says that for the amount of money he's pumped into the club since he took over, he's lost £200 million personally. Um, the club don't actually own the stadium, so if you're talking about sort of selling... I was about to say, he, he, is, up, he is up one stadium, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, he... Um, uh, it, sort of looking at things to sell from Derby to try and alleviate the situation, you can't sell the stadium, so... The club don't own it. They was it, the, the stadium Pride Park was sold to a company that is owned by Mel Morris uh, for eighty million pounds, despite a previous listing of only forty-one million pounds. Um, 
and the club are under transfer embargo. Uh, Wayne Rooney, who is their manager, um, who doesn't look like a 35-year-old man, he looks considerably older than that, uh, said he'll stay, um, but he found out about the, new, the news of the administration while watching Sky. Um, he said that was, quote-unquote, disrespectful that Mel Morris didn't tell him. And if he'd known about all the shenanigans going on at the club, he probably wouldn't have taken over the job as manager. Um, Adam, you're a man that deals with numbers all day long. What do you make of this? Exactly, Chris. I deal with them all day long. Why are you bringing them into my <laughs> Numbers are important. I, Ma- uh, you won't find someone who'll say that more than me. But um, <laughs> I mean, it's some lovely creative accounting. I'm a big fan of that. Yeah. Um, got a lot of time for a lot of time for selling a stadium for twice its value <laughs> to yourself. Um, wasn't Wayne Wayne really there as a player coach beforehand? So he may have. Had... He was there as a when he was there as a player coach. I believe that, a, that the reason he was there was a coach was to try and get round financial fair play rules, so they could not a large part of his salary didn't have to be playing staff. Oh, so he must have had some idea of this in the past. <laughs> so yeah, this this kind of hit him like a, <laughs> without any sort of warning. Uh, Emma, are you aware of Mel Morris previously? I am not. Okay, so this was the guy who... Oh, um, I'm not either. Oh, you're not aware of him. Okay. Uh, he was the guy who uh, was in charge when two Derby County players uh, were involved in a drink-driving collision. Um, Tom Lawrence, another player, and then Richard Keogh. Tom Lawrence was driving the car that Richard Keogh was the passenger in. Uh, now, Richard Keogh was a 35-year-old player on some decent wages, a 34-year-old player on some decent wages. Um, Tom Lawrence, despite driving the car and being drunk, um, it was a sort of younger player on probably not so much wages. Emma, who do you think lost their job? Oh, let me think. Um, was it the guy on the most money? That was the passenger, yes. Not the driver. Shocking. <laughs> uh, Wasn't oh, he also club captain? Wasn't he also club captain? Yes, he was. Oh, God. Yeah, he was as well. Uh, they settled. They had to settle with him a sum of several million pounds, I think it was, uh, last season, so that kind of helped. Also, um, a couple of years ago, when they were hunting around for a manager, uh, they, rather than going through a recruitment process of uh, hiring a manager, Harry Redknapp rang up Mel Morris and said, have you considered my nephew Frank? Um, Frank Lampard. Uh, Mel Morris spoke to Harry Redknapp for a few minutes and um, within moments took on Frank Lampard despite having no managerial experience. Would you trust Mel Morris to own Barcelona, Emma? Uh, no. No. I imagine Mel Morris owning Barcelona with Ronald Koeman in charge. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, if anything of that wasn't true, I'm just saying allegedly a lot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> for legal reasons, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, It's It's not how it works, but sure, we can give it a go. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Dundee's Lee Griffiths has apologised after kicking a smoke canister back into the crowd. Now, I've shown you both the video to this, haven't I? So let me just read this quote to you. It was regrettable that the pyrotechnic ended up in the stand, as it was my intention just to remove it from the pitch. Now, having seen the video, was that the action of a man just wanting to remove it from the pitch? No, he hit that as hard as he could. (laughs) I mean, maybe he just wanted to make sure it was really far away from the pitch. It went at least five rows deep. 
Hi. It went more than that, didn't it? I said I at least. Fifteen, yeah. <laughs> if he could connect with a football as well as that, he wouldn't be playing for Dundee, would he? Huh. Well, no disrespect, Dundee. Fabrizio Ravinelli used to play for Dundee, actually, thinking about it. Well, there you go. Maybe it's the mark of quality. Yeah, there you go. Uh, the chief executive of the AFL has described the possible closing of a loophole that allows foreign betting firms to advertise in English football as quote-unquote concerning. Uh, Steve Cooper is a new Nottingham Forest manager. He took Swansea to the Championship playoff final last year where they lost to Brentford. He is the 20th permanent Nottingham Forest manager this century. Um, if you count temporary managers, uh, I got to about 30 before I lost count, I think. I had to check it a couple of times. So it's not the most stable of positions at Nottingham Forest. Uh, You're there for a good time, not a long time, right? Well, exactly. Romelu Lukaku has said, quote, unquote, the captains of every team, uh, Premier League team, should have a meeting with the CEO of Instagram, uh, governments, the FA and the PFA to discuss racism. Uh, this is in the same week that Hungary have been fined €184,000 and given a two-match stadium ban, one of them was suspended for racist abuse to England players during the game. Uh, and also Romelu Lukaku's uh, teammate Marcus Alonso has decided to stop taking the knee, although he did say he didn't discuss this with any black players on his team who had been racially abused beforehand. Um, anyone got any comments about any of those three stories? Marcus Alonso is a murderer and a bad person. <laughs> we need some lawyers for this week's episode, don't we? No, that's he, he, that's not even alleged. He did. Was it murder or was it a different charge? He was found guilty of vehicular homicide. <laughs> Still murder. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, Adam, you want to say anything about any of those three stories to do with race? Um, I admire Lukaku's just idea of just like making summon the CEO of Instagram. <laughs> Is that not Mark Zuckerberg, the Facebook owner Instagram? Well, ultimately. But he would have a an underling, a lizard underling. He'd have underneath him, I guess. Um, it's very naive of him that he thinks that I'll change anything. They'll just ignore him to his face. <laughs> uh, Adam, did you listen to yesterday's Football Weekly with Jonathan Wilson on? No, but now I know Jonathan Wilson was on it, I will listen. Okay, but, um, go on. I also like, like the idea that surely, I thought that this was the kind of thing that Jordan Henderson was so so much a hero. Why has it not already happened? No, he was organising... Getting all the... Getting all the yeah, well, this is, like, why is Lukaku even having to speak out? This is this feels like Henderson's job. No, Henderson's done his piece. Seems, he like, he... Hen, seems like Henderson doesn't <laughs> care about racism. <laughs> is that what you're taking from this? He's done his bit I, for the NHS. The, He's done his bit. The, the facts are... The fa- I can only go with the facts in front of me. <laughs> Jordan Henderson doesn't care about racism. Is that what Adam Scott... Uh, uh, is that what at, uh, Adam SA 101 is saying? Correct, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, Jonathan was on yesterday's pod. He had a little bit of a disagreement with um, Nick Ames because uh, Nick Ames was saying that uh, the clubs should be forced to... Uh, sorry, uh, Hungary should be forced to play either some games uh, in a foreign land or uh, should be dot points or banned or sort of thrown out of competition or banned from the next round of qualifying matches that sort of thing Jonathan Wilson was saying that these things are a lot more deeper in society than just a football match you know you look at the sort of president of Hungary Victor Orban uh, and you look at um, uh, the fact that obviously it's a, a deep-seated issue uh, the racism in Hungary as well so you're really just punishing the players by throwing Hungary out of any competition. 
thought you might find that interesting. Are we doing a bit of a podcast where we talk about another podcast? We are. We don't have to. Shall we move on? <laughs> well, just I haven't listened to it, so I can't. <laughs> okay. Uh, in a couple of bits of glories, the semi-finals happened this week. So Palmeiras drew in with Atletico Mineiro, uh, and two Bruno Henrique goals saw Flamengo beat Barcelona. Emma, two 0 Every Barcelona is rubbish. <laughs> uh, who has heard of Ronnie Brunswick? Heard of what? Ronnie Brunswick. Who has heard of him? Definitely sounds like a guy's name. Okay, he is the 60-year-old vice president of Suriname, uh, and he picked himself uh, to play for his team. Uh, His team are called Inter... uh, uh, (laughs) Okay, Uh, Mungatoapo, I guess, Uh, as they played Olympia of Honduras in um, an uh, inter-country uh, CONCACAF tournament this week. They lost 6-0. A bit more about Ronnie Brunswick. He is currently wanted by Interpol for drug trafficking and therefore can't play in the second leg. Um, <laughs> <laughs> in 2005, he threatened to play a mid-game with a gun. Uh, in 2012, he was suspended for a, a threatening a referee. Uh, and after this game in midweek, this game where he picked himself, um, he was seen handing out $100 bills to the opposition in the changing rooms. Uh, however, he did complete 14 out of 17 passes, which isn't bad. Now, this guy would like to own <laughs> Barcelona. Mm. Manage as well, play. He could do the whole lot. Can you imagine him sort of threatening Benzema with a gun in the middle of the new camp? I mean, that would be excellent. Imagine what 14 he... out of 17 as well. He could play tiki-taka. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's in. He managed an hour. He, he's how... in. He's better than Coutinho. <laughs> how many crosses? <laughs> Hundreds. Oh, yeah. <laughs> then he's in. <laughs> um... Yeah, match what he do to Ronald Koeman. Oh my God, where can I get in touch with him? <laughs> uh, okay, bits and bobs of leagues. So there's been a fair bit of midweek action this week. Um, so within Spain, as well as the uh, Barcelona game Monday, Barcelona playing tonight. And Tuesday, Getafe lost 2 at home to Atletico Madrid. Uh, that was due to a, a, a Luis Suarez 91st minute winner. Uh, an Asensio hat-trick on Wednesday saw Real Madrid beat Mallorca 6-1. Um... And also on Wednesday, a very good game I saw this. This was a Sevilla 3, Valencia 1. So Sevilla were 3 and up in about half an hour. Uh, and then um, Valencia pulled one back. I didn't think for a moment this game was going to end with 22 players. Uh, sadly, it did. Um, and then, so this weekend, at the moment, Real Madrid are top, followed by Atleti, then Sevilla and Valencia. So games this weekend are Real Madrid versus Villarreal, um, Valencia versus Athletic, uh Alaves versus Atletico Madrid and Sevilla versus Espanyol. You're not in the top four, Emma, so I can't read out who you're playing. Uh, we are currently ninth, so... Yeah, I'll be reading you guys out for a while. <laughs> We're at home to Levante, if uh, anybody cares. I don't, but uh, <laughs> there you go. Uh, okay, in Italy as well, there were midweek uh, round of games, so Milan beat Venezia 2-0, uh, Atalanta beat Sassuolo 2-1, Fiorentina lost 3-1 at home to Inter, um, but quite importantly, uh, Juventus came from behind to beat Spezia 3-2. Um, that's their first win of the season. They're currently 15th. Uh, so Inter top on 13 points. Um, same number of points as AC Milan. Then Napoli on 12 and Atalanta on 10. This weekend it is Spezia Milan. Uh, Napoli Cagliari. Inter versus Atalanta. But all eyes will be on Rome as it is uh, Lazio versus Roma. It's the Rome derby. Um, 
In Germany, Bayern are top on 13 points, same as Wolfsburg. Then it's Dortmund on 12, Bayern Leverkusen on 10. So it's Gladbach versus Dortmund. Uh, Greuther Firth versus Bayern. Uh, hopefully they're going to get relegated this year. Um, Hoffenheim versus Wolfsburg and Bayer Leverkusen versus Mainz. And finally in France, uh, there were midweek games here as well as Angers drew 0-0 Marseille. Uh, PSG again for the second time in... Um, in consecutive games, I had to rely on a injury time winner. Uh, they beat Mets 2-1 thanks to a Hakimi 95th minute winner. Uh, so PSG top on 21 points, Marseille 14, Angers 12, although they've only won one out of their last five. So this weekend, PSG play Montpellier, Marseille play Lens, uh, and Troyes are playing Angers. Right. We move on to the Premier League as uh, on Saturday, BT Sport. Uh, it is Chelsea versus Manchester City in the David Rocky Rowcastle derby. Uh, Chelsea won four out of five, uh, and uh, Manchester City drew nil nil with um, Southampton last weekend. I have seen that both Stones and Dias are doubtful for this week, uh, this weekend's games. I'm not sure whether they're sort of out or whether they're just sort of doubts earlier on in the week. Uh, no club has won four games. Gone. Wouldn't you be claiming that you weren't available to play if you had to play against the Packers? <laughs> I think I probably would be. No club has won four in a row versus Pep. I think two calls won his last three, hasn't he? Um, uh, the three that uh, Chelsea won against um, Manchester City. In the last 12 meetings, Chelsea have won five, City won seven. Um, Chelsea got ten different goal scorers this so far uh, in their five Premier League games. I'm not sure if that's a good or a bad thing. I imagine it's probably a, a good thing. Um, yeah, so Tuchel seems to have got the hoodoos over Pep, doesn't he, Adam? Sounds like it. Will it be four out of four come Saturday, quarter past two? Where is it again? Uh, At the bridge. At the bridge? Mm -hmm. Yeah, probably. Yeah? What do you think is going to be... um, What do you think is going to be the decisive factor? You think it's going to be Lukaku again, do you? Um... I think that... that, um... Chelsea's defensive rigour will show that, that this this lack of buying a striker was maybe slightly ill-advised. Okay. Um, Emma, what do you reckon? I think it'll probably be a draw. Score draw or non-score draw? A score draw. Oh, okay. Do you think it's going to be quite a good game? What do you reckon it's going to be... Um... I don't know, can City cancel people out? I don't think they can do that, can they? I'm sure Chelsea can, as they did against Liverpool when they went down to 10 men, but... A City capable of doing that? I don't think they are. But these games are never fun, though, are they? Well, what, the sort of big games that are hyped up to... Yeah, they're always pretty boring. I'm trying to think about the Champions League. That was 1-0 to Chelsea, wasn't it, the Champions League final? And it felt like Chelsea did a job on City then. It wasn't a particularly exciting game, but Chelsea had got a sort of tactical masterclass, which they stuck to, and it worked for them. Which they'll probably do again. Do you think Pep would learn from that, or Pep just plays the Pep way? Wait oh, a second. Sweet. Does that mean that we've got the chance for something mental to happen? <laughs> <laughs> Scott Carson, oh, false nine. He wouldn't treat us this early in the season. No? <laughs> yeah. Keep his powder dry. Yeah, he's got to wait for the Champions League at least. Well, it's PSG versus Manchester City in the Champions League, isn't it, in midweek? So maybe he's saving himself up for that. It's still too early. It's still Don't try and stages. pretend the group stages are important, Chris. <laughs> I know, right? He's not going to go full pep yet. No, not yet. No. 
it's very much a very much an April time kind of time. Oh, okay. So we were, he's just this is just going to be a normal sort of four three three or something. He's going to play. No surprises. I, I can't remember where I heard it this week, but I heard it somewhere. It was, I tell you what, it was the Monday Night Club on Radio 5 that said that the deal was uh, like pretty much signed, sealed and delivered. It was 99.9% done for Kane to go to Manchester City. And it was his brother, his agent, that cocked it up. Kane's agent isn't his brother. Isn't it? I thought it was. I thought he was too. Pretty sure it's not because I'm pretty sure I'm. I thought I knew who is it. <clears throat> I'm in a weird sort of area now of things that I, I maybe can't talk too much about. Oh wow! Okay. <laughs> you can't say that. Well, my friend gets very nervous when I start talking about this sort of thing, and it doesn't help that every text message he, sent, he sends me, I reply with telling him that I'm going to lump on. <laughs> Um, but I is your friend's name does it sound like Carrie Hayne <laughs> <laughs> he's not denied it Emma no he didn't no God, keep you no, moving in big circles left, no, maybe he's left the agent I was talking about to join to be managed to be to have his, his brother as his agent because this is saying that Charlie Kane is his agent yeah so when you work in the city, do you, you know, when you work in the square mile, you just constantly bump into, like, really rich, famous people, like Harry Kane's agent one place and Alan Sugar the next, next to the sort of... Yeah, yeah, I was I was actually behind Alan Sugar in, in the queue in Subway yesterday. Were you? And then you went to, you had a little water cooler moment with Sir Philip Green or something. Yeah, and Karen Brady was outside driving his car <laughs> waiting for him. <laughs> uh, I'm all out of people I could probably name that have... <laughs> that might be hanging around the city. Yeah, they like to keep a low profile. Yeah, Claude Littner. That's the. That's I'm stuck now. <laughs> uh, okay, right. We'll move on then. So, um, weirdly, this is also twelve thirty, but not on TV. Uh, Manchester United versus Aston Villa. So, um, United have won four out of five. I suggest a couple of them are a bit, uh, a bit um, uh, lucky. Uh, Aston Villa beat Everton last week. Uh, this is, of course, the Dwight York derby. So Manchester United have won 37 games versus Aston Villa. That is most of any team versus a single opponent in Premier League history. Um, Bruno Fernandes has got 3-3 three three versus Aston Villa, but they're all penalties. Uh, and Jesse Lingard has never scored three consecutive um, Manchester United games. But in 2021, he's the second highest scorer in the Premier League behind Kalichi Iheanacho. He's not going to play, though, is he? Uh, we played in the Carling Cup, in the Carling Cup, the um, Carabao Cup. So, I guess that means he's. That's that. That's that. Sounds like it's broken. What? The Jesse Lingardi and Acho one. You think that's a duff stat? No, no. It's, I'm sure it's a completely legitimate stat. I'm saying it sounds like it's broken. What do you mean by like, broken? Imagine I told. Imagine I said that to you in 2018. Oh, okay. Yes, yes, yes. I just coming to you and, and hey, Chris, guess what? In twenty twenty one, the two highest goal scorers in the Premier League. Me and Marty McFly 
went forward in time to <laughs> September 2021. And of all the things we... Imagine if that was the only thing he took away. So, you know, Trump well, losing... When he tried to sleep with his mum. Well, yeah, but Trump losing, coronavirus, all those things you could have gone back and reported back into 2018, but you, all you took away was that Clichy and Acho and Jesse Lingard <laughs> are the two highest scorers in the Premier League that year. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Aston Villa away from home so far. They've lost both their games and conceded six. So, is this a Manchester United easy 2-0, 3-0 win? Um, oh, no. Way. No? Okay. Should I keep Danny Ings in my fantasy team? No. <laughs> no? No. Well, you think I should take him out just for this game or completely? Completely. Oh, okay. You don't rate him? Yeah, they're the only two options, Chris. Sorry? They're the only two options. It's either in your fantasy team or you don't rate them. <laughs> they're the only two things at all. There's no in between. Yeah. There's no middle ground. <laughs> okay, so what do you reckon is going to happen in this game then? Oh, it's just... Anything. Like, I have zero faith and zero confidence in Manchester United under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer to do anything that I, I believe they're going to do from one game to the next. Yeah. So, yeah, they probably they could easily win two or three nil. But we, like, if if I told you they managed to to find a defeat there somehow, it would be impossible, would it? No, that's true. So, Emma, do you think this is going to be like a sort of fairly comfortable two nil win, or this is going to be one one to the ninety fourth minute and a deflection goes in off Tyrone Bingsy's boot or something? Uh no, I imagine that. Uh, Ronaldo will have scored at least three goals by then. Well, you think it's a hat-trick? Probably. Oh, right, okay. Well, I'm not going to put him... I mean, I don't want that for him, obviously. <laughs> He's not going to my fantasy uh-huh. team. Oh, someone that scored for Juventus the other day, they um, they did this sort of Ronaldo sort of celebration. I don't know if that was, like, in homage to him or in a sort of... Uh, Mick Thank no. fuck he's gone. <laughs> yes, that's, that's, that, that's, that's going to be an expensive lawsuit. Was it Gareth Bale who trademarked his heart celebration? God, I that sounds like I can't him. see how that's even possible. No, he doesn't sound like him. He doesn't care enough. At what point does Gareth? It didn't involve a golf ball. He does not care. Um, <laughs> fair, yeah. He didn't trademark his golf swing. Nope. <laughs> Celebration. How do you spell celebration? Ration. <laughs> Trade. Mark. Sion. In 2013, the Wales staff filed an application with the Intellectual Property Office to trademark his goal celebration along with his squad number 11. It is now known as the 11 of Hearts celebration and earns him around £3 million a year. That's the worst thing I've ever heard. How does it... How? How does that earn anyone any money? <laughs> I don't know. Does he pay himself every time he does it? Yeah, this is, this feels like a um... This is going to be because the uh... oops. Hang what on. did you call it? it? Was called the Ace of Heart, the Eleven of Heart. Yes. So this this feels like a tax dodge. He stopped the using 11, the the intellectual property for the Eleven of Hearts is going to be owned by by someone in the Cayman Islands. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me have a look at the start of the article. Okay, so... He stopped using the celebration at Tottenham because he was wearing nine, so I guess he's not using it again this season. 
Uh, Which is stupid because the nine of hearts makes more sense. Yes. Then he's copyrighted a celebration that he 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 can't use. It, I don't know. If somebody else uses that, does that mean that they he can sue them? It doesn't explain how it makes him three million pounds a year. I'm guessing some sort of sponsorship or something. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, there you go. Do you remember... Wild. Uh, I don't know how long ago this was, Adam, but they think it's all over, we're still on TV, so I'm guessing it's quite a while. Victoria Beckham tried suing Peterborough Football Club. Do you remember this? I don't think she tried to sue them, did she? I just think she tried to tried to trademark the word posh. That's right. So, yes, obviously she's posh spice, isn't she, Emma? So she tried to trademark that name because uh, Peterborough United, who are sort of a League One team, they're known as posh, and they've been known as posh for about 120-odd years since they've been around. So... I think she was unsuccessful in that, wasn't she? I believe so. Yes. Anyway, right. Yes. Uh, let's go on to the 3pm game. So, Everton versus Norwich and the Dave Watson derby. So, uh, Everton lost last week but won their previous three out of four. Uh, Norwich have lost their last bazillion games. Um, Everton's last seven at home versus Norwich. They've won four, drawn two, lost one. Uh, they've lost James Rodriguez this week, of course, haven't you? You've got he's gone to Qatar to play. Um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think anyone's calling it a lot. <laughs> Timo Pukki in the last two seasons has scored 46% of Norwich's Premier League goals and both of them so far. Daniel Fark, uh, is he a man, man that's ever under pressure? He's lost his last 15 Premier League games, but he doesn't ever seem to be talked about as a sort of man facing a sack, does he? Emma? I mean, why would you sack him? Like, who are you going to get instead of what... Is the outcome going to be greatly different if he wasn't in charge? No, maybe they just like him getting relegated, getting promoted, getting he relegated, seems like getting a nice promoted. Guy. He seems like a nice guy. He does, doesn't he? Yeah. He's just good for morale. You think? Just nice to have, nice to have around. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just a nice guy to have around. Or maybe they could just there's keep lot, him some sort of... There's a lot to be said for working with nice people. <laughs> um, is that Dig? <laughs> um... I mean, maybe they could keep him as some sort of court jester and get a better manager or something. <laughs> Bring me my fool and then Daniel Fart walks in wearing some sort of costume with jingly bells on. I think history is very informative and it tells you that no matter what manager you put in that Norwich team, <laughs> a similar fate is going to bestow them, so why bother? So it's um, sort of five to five on Saturday. He's going to be lamenting his 16th straight Premier League loss, Adam. Oh, who knows? Oh, really? So it's already a foregone conclusion? What, that he's going to lose? No, not at all. <laughs> um, Emma? We, we can pull an aptitude out of nowhere, Chris. Uh, you started it's very well, really, then, haven't you? It's not really out of nowhere, is it? <laughs> no, that's true. <laughs> it's very much in the big bin labelled an aptitude. Yeah, apart, mm. from, apart from last week, you had, like I said, you've won it's the three. keep Alex in the way You've won three out of your last four, haven't you? Apart from that loss last week, you've done, you're doing okay so far, haven't you? Apart, there's a big, a big caveat. <laughs> Apart from that absolute hammering last week. <laughs> How long was Dominic Calvert Lewin out for? I don't know. I thought he was just missing some unnecessary international games, and then this has happened. That's not very sporting, is it? When he misses both internationals and club games. 
Exactly. Brian <laughs> uh, Giggs would never do this. <laughs> no, exactly. Uh, okay, so I, I guess you're both going for an Everton win. Oh, absolutely not. I'm going for a Norwich win. Are you? Okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. You're going for a draw or an Everton win, are you, at least? <laughs> I mean, it's being pessimistic about that. <laughs> yeah. you got to lean into it. Um, I think that might be a lean too far for me. You're going for a draw, are you? I think you... No. No, I think we'll win. Okay, fair enough. Right. Also, three o'clock to the Lee Chapman Derby as uh, Leeds take. Uh, yeah, I did my thing again, Emma. I wrote the sort of name stroke followed by the rest of the name. So I nearly said Wrexham then. Uh, Leeds. <laughs> why? Why couldn't you just write the entire name? West Ham. I didn't quite have the room. Uh, but yeah, Leeds versus West Ham. West Ham zero wins in three. Uh, Leeds have got their two Premier League games so far. They conceded five goals. They're winless. They've drawn three and lost two. Um, Michelangelo's got so much fun. Yes, there's no point being funny if you're going to draw three and lose two of your opening five. Would you like some Mark Noble stats, anyone? Absolutely. Okay, the first time Mark Noble uh, ever got a yellow card, um, it was against Manchester United, and the other West Ham player booked that day was Teddy Sheringham, who's now 55 years years old. (laughs) He's been around for a while as Noble. Um, With his current rate of XG, if not Mark Noble plays every minute left of the Premier League, he will get 1,130.25 goals. As long as none of them are penalties. (laughs) Imagine if that happened. That would be incredible. And they didn't win the league still. (laughs) (laughs) Very West Ham. (laughs) It would be. Um, Probably a bit more sort of relevant is Michel Antonio, who scored uh, zero goals in nine versus Leeds. That's the worst record he's got versus one team. Um, I got a sneaky feeling for West Ham here. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I think they're yeah. going. I think they can eke out a result against a sort of a Leeds team where they've got um, uh, a sort of free-flowing Bielsa team. I think they can sort of grind out a, a smash and grab victory. What do you reckon, Adam? Um. My, my head tells me that, but I'm not, I refuse to go against my heart. Oh, what's your heart telling you? Always go, always follow your heart. What does that tell you? Uh, it just tells me to just embrace whatever whatever Bielsa wants to do. Even if it means gloriously losing? Yeah, especially if it means gloriously losing. I mean, it's not really your team. It's the, so <laughs> the best way to lose. Particularly if it's a team you've got no sort of leanings to either way, I guess. Yeah, exactly. If it was Everton manager, would you still be after a glorious loss? Yeah, absolutely. I, st- I stand by it. Yeah, okay. I'd rather we lost glorious. We lose enough, Chris. At least some of them could be glorious. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, okay, so uh, also three o'clock is the Joe Good Johnson Derby as Leicester, who have lost their last two, um, play Burnley, who have lost their last two, and are, of course winless so far this season. Um, Leicester, of their last six versus teams of the bottom three, they've won six. Um, Scored 15, letting two. Uh, Burnley lose 17 players so far. That's the fewest in the Premier League. And their average starting age is the highest in the Premier League, uh, which is 29 years and 135 days old. Um, Leicester don't seem to have started particularly well this year, but I've got a, this season, I've got a feeling they'll probably beat Burnley. I think Burnley might go down, you know. Are you both going for Leicester as well, or can you see a draw or a Burnley win? No, I can go for Leicester. Yeah, Emma? 
Well, I don't even want to consider that there might be a Burnley win or draw. So, yeah, I think Leicester will win. You only want good things from Brendan Rodgers, do you both? That's a, that's a universe-wide statement as well, isn't it? That's not just a today thing. Yeah, it's just a blanket across the board statement <laughs> for every human. You want good things from Brendan Rodgers. Is that what I'm getting from you guys? Apparently, he's a very long shot to be Barcelona manager. <laughs> I have seen that as well. Would you take Brendan Rodgers? He's not Ronald Coleman, so that's an unfair question. I mean, to I be quite, fair, I quite, I quite. If you get rid of all of his garbage, um, I quite rate um, Brendan Rodgers. He's not as David Brent as he once was when he's Liverpool manager, is he? It's a hard reputation to get rid of, though. It is. I mean, having a life-size painting of yourself in your own house uh, probably isn't the best of ideas. Wow. Have I told you about the time I went to a wedding and I met a man who had a statue of himself in his garden? <laughs> he was into bodybuilding and he'd got a, a statue of himself in some sort of bodybuilder's pose in his garden. Uh, right. <laughs> If you, you both... see the statue, or are you being had? I hope I've not been had. That means that means you haven't seen the statue. I haven't. No, I haven't seen the statue. No, I only met him at a wedding once, but he did talk about himself an awful lot and how much he liked bodybuilding. Do you believe that he's the kind of man who would have his own statue? Yeah, based on the amount of talking he did to. Me. If you both can have statues of yourselves in your gardens, um, if you both had gardens, what would the poses be? Um. Ooh. Kicking Ronald Coleman in the head. <laughs> head, eh? Interesting. He'd already be laying on the floor. Right. Okay. I want. I, I was about to say next question. Sort of like, how are we doing this kick? Is it like a flying <laughs> judo kick? A spinning? Yeah, it's like <laughs> properly Eric Cantona. Are we combining oh, this statue? Are you, are you there with her, sort of kicking him in the head also? Um, like behind him, like, hold, like holding him in like a full, <laughs> in a full Nelson. Yeah, <laughs> while Emma kicks him. Yeah, is this, is this what the statue is going to be, is it? Yeah, we need to find a Southampton fan and a Valencia <laughs> fan. <laughs> we could crowdfund this. There's enough in the world. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm just going to... I'm just going to send one tweet to Louis van Gaal. I'm not going to bother to <laughs> I'm just going to go to one very wealthy man. Uh, okay, Watford versus Newcastle at three o'clock. Um, Newcastle winless so far. Watford won last week, but lost their previous four out of five. Uh, this is the Dalryamat derby, of course. Um, Watford have uh, won 19 uh, Premier League points against Newcastle. That's the most versus one opponent. Um, and is, Sam- is, there a game on tom- is there a game on tomorrow or are they all on Saturday? They're all on Saturday. I, this was going to be my this last time match of the day. Yeah. The day. <laughs> <laughs> this was going to be mine as well. Uh, it's been a sign. has got three goals for Watford so far. 13 shots and 16 dribbles. They are all the most of um, uh, any Watford player. So if he pulls a hamstring, they could be in a bit of trouble. Um, Anderson Maxwell looks very good. He got two goals and assists as well in his last three games. He's looked incredibly good. He can really smash a football as well. Uh, something I noticed last week. What do we reckon? Try a flare. Sorry. He should try kicking a flare. Yeah, that would be straight through the uh, Terry singing out the other side. Um, yeah. What do we reckon to this one then, guys? It's probably really, going to happen. I'm struggling to care, Chris. 
I really want you to probably going to be nil nil. This is this is nil nil last time match of the day. No, hundred percent. Do you think you can tell who's the last time match of the day, Adam, by who is commentating at the games? Um, if they said we go over to Jackie Oatley at um at uh, Watford. Why have you picked a woman? Because generally, the, weirdly, they do get the woman to do the later because, games on match of the day. Because he doesn't, he, he, he had Jonathan Pearce and, and Jackie <laughs> Oakley, and that's all he had. Guy Mowbray? Uh, see, I, I think you're right, but I think that's because, not because, it's because of the hierarchy of the games, right? So the, the Jonathan Pearce never gets sent that to this game, unfortunately. Jonathan Pearson, what's sorry? Pearce, what's sorry? Jonathan Pearson never gets sent to a Watford Newcastle. No, he would be at Manchester City Chelsea, won't he? Unfortunately, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, this is the sort of game that they Just would give him give him back the robots and let him do that. <laughs> yeah, this is the sort of game they would stick a Jackie Oakley on, unfortunately, Emma. Uh half past five on Sky, it's the Sergio Canos derby, which of course you all know is Brentford versus Liverpool. There's no Thiago this week. First league meeting since 1947, uh, during which a 1-1 draw uh, relegated Brentford. Um, if Mo Salah scores, it'll be his 13th Premier League goal in London. Um, it, that matches a, a Liverpool record with Steven Gerrard. Uh, and Liverpool's last 27 versus promoted teams, they've won 22, drawn 4, lost 1. Is this going to be a game where Liverpool struggle and get a 1-1 draw, as they probably would have done in the past? Or are they going to uh, see this with a comfortable 2-0 win? Again, are they my only two options? <laughs> uh, they can be whatever option. I'm hoping this might be done by the time Strictly starts. Strictly, no, Strictly's not on yet, is it? Uh, sorry, go on, Karen. I was just thinking out loud there. Well, I'm going to you, you said hopefully like it was a cricket game and you couldn't work out what time it finishes. <laughs> no, okay. <laughs> no, um... I'm just thinking injury time, but of course it's the first weeks of Strictly, and that normally starts a bit early, but then I'm just thinking Strictly probably doesn't start yet, because they've got a couple of weeks of rehearsals first, so I think I'm okay for this week. Right. Have you heard of Sky Plus? Don't have Sky. Have you, you heard must, of BBC iPlayer? Please yes. tell me you have... There's no way you don't have the facility to record or pause live TV. Oh, I definitely have it's, that, yes. It's, tw- it's 2021, Chris. <laughs> I definitely have that. No, I, I do have that. I just don't... Um, I just... Oh, no, I, don't, I just don't think Strictly's on this week, anyway. Anyway. It's just like, it's like if you can't watch Strictly live, what's the point of watching it at all? Well, because it's... A, <laughs> I hate recording live programmes and watching them afterwards. I want to watch it live. Right, all programmes are live, Chris, so why... Well, they're not live, are they? I mean, the fishing thing with Bob Mortimer, that's recorded months ago. Right, I see what you mean. Okay, right. So you hate recording... Right, right. I'm, now I'm with you. Yeah. Is Strictly even necessarily live? Yeah. Okay. Can't say I've watched it, I'll be honest with you. You've never watched Strictly? I mean, I, I've i seen enough of it to understand what's going on when I, it's, I've been in the same room as it, Chris, but... I do not have it series linked on my Sky Plus, no. Okay, no, we're avid fans here. Right. Who's going to win? I feel like I've disappointed you. Who's going to win Strictly? No, it's exactly, no, Chris, because it's exactly what, don't think for a second I didn't expect this. (laughs) Did you watch Bake Off this week? No. (laughs) 
Emma Bake Off started this week if you want to get your VPN onto Channel 4. I will. Even though I dislike that guy Which one? immensely. Which, Paul Hollywood. Which guy? Yes. Ah, him. Okay. He's real creepy. He is. Oh, yeah, but he, makes, but he has a really great range in part-baked roles that you can buy in shop. <laughs> Does he? I bet they're top quality. Wow. It's their more supermarket-owned ones, so they actually are the top quality version. But there's a chance I'm also being mugged off. But Maybe I will use my VPN so I can watch people I've never heard of dancing in terrible ways. Oh, you must have heard of some of them. Why must I? Uh, oh, Martin Higgins. Adam Peaty's one of them. Oh, well then, what? wait, what? Why is he doing this? He's won Olympic gold medals. Multiple Olympic gold medals. Not Martina, multiple. Martina Hingis did it one time. <laughs> but she took a lot of cocaine. What? Did she? Doesn't pay for itself. Did she? Yeah. Yes, yeah, she did. Oh, I don't know. You've got to add an allegedly here. This? Don't you remember? Sorry? She was banned for drugs. Martina Hingis, was she? Yes, she did coke. Oh, don't remember that. Ugo Monye, a rugby player who once quote tweeted me, um, which led to it, <laughs> which led to an evening of uh, my notifications being completely done in. Um, I don't think you're going to have heard of any of these other people, to be fair. Tilly Ramsey. Are you talking to me, are you talking to me or Emma? Emma. Tilly Ramsey. Have you heard of her? You might be talking to both of us. <laughs> Dan Walker. You've heard of Dan Walker. Dan Walker. Adam. Dan Walker. Presents, the guy can't just keep saying Dan Walker, Chris. Presents the Breakfast really, TV and Football you're Focus. You're really selling this to me. He, sub, he presents what? Breakfast TV in the mornings on BBC One and Football Focus. Football Focus is presented by Alex Scott. Stop denying women opportunities, Chris. <laughs> First Jackie uh, now Alex Scott. Okay. Well, you know who I mean, Dan Walker. If you Googled him, you recognise him. Tilly I, Ramsey. Okay, so you're saying... You're telling me if I Google him, I'd recognise him. That's yeah. fair. I don't know who. I don't know who this. Did you say Tilly Ramsey? Tilly Ramsey, daughter of Gordon. Oh my okay. God! Tilly, right? Yes. So you... hold on. So her claim to fame is that her dad was prime minister. What? What? Tilly oh, Ramsey. Ramsey. Sorry. Yeah. I don't know why I got confused with Gordon Brown. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, she's she's a, a she does her own cooking as well, and she's been on. I mean, C- I do my own. Everyone does their own cooking. <laughs> she has programmes on CBBC as well, which I'm sure she would have got if her dad wasn't Gordon Ramsay. Dan Walker. I can't believe you don't know who Dan Walker is. I mean, Chris is outraged. Google him. Okay, I'll Google him later. Who else is that? Uh, the Geordie lady of Dragon's Den. I, I mean, that's, I'm assuming that's not Deborah Meaden. Not Deborah Meaden. She's not. Sure. It's not Peter. Huh? It's not Peter Jones either. Uh, they're the only um, they're the only dragons I like and Theopathetus he's not in it anymore um, is he? no I don't think he is uh, Duncan Bannerstein I don't think he's in it anymore either is he? I haven't watched it for years Robert Webb you both must have known who Robert uh, Webb is um, I know who Robert from, Webb is from Peep Show? yeah from Peep Show. oh I expected better of him Jez from Peep Show is going to be doing dancing ballroom dancing <laughs> well, have you not seen his better version of dancing already from Comic Relief? No, I don't watch Comic Relief. Oh, but Strictly Come Dancing is fine. I've got to be honest. Okay, when you watch Comic Relief, do you watch it, but then turn over when the um, the sort of reports from Africa come in, and then turn back when the funny things happen? Oh. Do you honestly do that? 
Um, I, I, if I'm honest, because I haven't watched Comic Relief for about 15 years. <laughs> there we go. Uh, anyway, we're going to get back to um, football. <laughs> Sunday. We don't have to. We've only got three more games to go. Uh, Sunday, Southampton versus Wolves, 2 o'clock on Sky. Um, Southampton have drawn the last four. Wolves have lost four at the last five. Um, but Southampton, in those uh, four draws, have got two clean sheets as well. Wolves XG not so... Even, not, not even exciting draws. Not even exciting draws. Wolves XG so far is 9.2, but they scored just two goals. A problem. It is. They need. They need Mark Noble. <laughs> they don't. <laughs> well, if he converts his XG chances, they definitely do. Yeah, but their problem is they don't convert their XG. They don't need XG chances. What they need is a goal scorer. Lo- someone who scores lots of goals but has a really low XG. Oh, I think last week Raúl Jiménez took his protective band off of his head, didn't he, to try and score goals? It didn't work. It didn't work. What? No. What? He's trying, to, he's trying to score goals by making himself smaller. Smaller? What? Well, you, but his head will be like. If you think, if you, he's trying to imagine, he's trying to go for a, a, a header to flick the ball on. Taking his bandage off is going to be. He's got more of a chance of making contact with the ball with a bandage. But it's like a protective bandage that so comes out a few centimeters. So when you head it, it might not go in the direction you want it to go. But how does yeah, that but make I'm, him? I'm, but I'm saying that. <laughs> Without How it, does that make it him smaller? Make... Well, because... because it comes out a couple of... Wow. We're talking about marginal gains here. Marginal gains? That's all been disproved, hasn't it? Thanks to, <laughs> thanks to your mate who's afraid of needles all along. Oh, he's got quiet now. Nothing's been disproved, yet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, okay, so who do you reckon is going to win this one, then? Southampton Wolves. Um... I might go for Southampton when Wolves just look woeful, don't they? Well, the stats suggest, from, from what you told me, I'm suggesting a nil-nil draw. Yeah? Maybe this will be last on match of the day. On a Sunday? Oh, OK. Uh, OK, what do you reckon, Emma? Is this, the game, is this the game that's not televised on Sunday? No, it's on Sky. All three of them are on Sky. Oh, no, there's two oh, games. Sorry. Sorry. There's is that because one's on Monday? Is that because one of these is on Monday now? Yes, sorry, there's two on Sunday, one on Monday. Uh, Emma, what do you reckon? I think Southampton are going to win. Okay, uh, well, the final game of Sunday, it's uh, half past four on Sky. It is the North London Derby. It's Arsenal versus Spurs. Uh, West, uh, sorry, uh, uh, Arsenal of. Um, yes, yeah, so Arsenal have uh, won their last two. Um, Fun. Oh, this is your local. <laughs> you might want to stay indoors then. Uh, Spurs have lost their last two conceding six. Uh, Arsenal are uh, now, uh, they've won back-to-back games, so they've not won back-to-back games against Spurs since 2013-14. Two games for Aaron Ramsdale in goal for Arsenal, two 1-0 wins, a couple of clean sheets. Harry Kane's got 11 North London goals, that's the most of anybody ever. Um, So I take it it's not going to be a nice place to be around, is it, your neck of the woods on Sunday afternoon? I just won't be allowed to do anything, like, all, like, There'll be security guards outside everywhere. None of the shops will sell alcohol or glass bottles. Can you hear Yobbo's walking past? Spurs and all that sort of thing. No, it still is Lincoln's this. Come on. Yeah? Oh, so it's, yeah. it'd be Arsenal then. Yeah, do you think the Arsenal fans... When do you think the Arsenal fans... Those Arsenal fans don't turn into Yobbo's like anywhere else. I don't think Arsenal so fans turn a, into Yobbo's. They're just as polite outside the, <laughs> the stadium as they are inside. I don't think you can have bourgeois yobos, can you? No. Uh, okay, so how do you reckon this one's going to go? 
I think the Cotton Wool one. Oh, you do do? Okay. Uh, Emma? I think it might be the worst game of football ever played. <laughs> does that mean it'll be goalless, or does that mean it'll just be lots of goals because everyone's rubbish? Yeah, it's going to be like 8-8. Eight, eight. <laughs> that would be worth watching, It'd be though, hilarious. It? It'd be definitely worth watching, though. I think Arsenal will win. I got a sneaky... are really bad. Yeah, i got a sneaky feeling for Arsenal as well. I said that like Arsenal were good. <laughs> I, I don't think Spurs are really bad. What? What have you been watching? Well, I didn't watch them lose to Chelsea, so... Uh, by all accounts, Harry, Lane's, Harry Kane's body language was terrible in that game. He is being held against his will. He is, isn't he? <laughs> He's um, a prisoner of war. Yeah, do you remember that American guy that got captured by the Russians? Uh, he was sort of shot down and sort of captured by the Soviets. When they interviewed him, he kept sort of, he was saying, "I am a, a KGB spy, and, or I'm, I'm an American spy, and I've been captured." But he was using his um, he was blinking the word torture in Morse code. Do you think that's what sort of Harry Kane might be doing in his post game interviews? I don't think Harry Kane's that smart. You don't think Harry Kane owns Morse code? Unlikely. No. Okay. Uh, finally, Monday night. Um, Emma, you've got El Clasico. You have Super Clasico. You have Le Classique and Le Classica. Well, get prepared for El Gatwico as Crystal Palace take on Brighton. Eight o'clock on Sky, the Glen Murray derby. Uh, Palace lost 3-0 oh, yeah. to Liverpool last week. Brighton have won four out of five. Uh, Wilfred Zaha's got seven against Brighton. Um, and 42% of Brighton's corners so far this season have led to a chance on goal. Uh, and Crystal Palace have conceded the most goals in the Premier League so far this season from corners. So that could be their route to goal. Uh, how do you think El Gatwico will go? <laughs> you made me want both of these teams to lose. <laughs> Every single... I just want both of them to lose and I want them to suffer. You want a terrible nil-nil draw. Is that what you want from I it? I do, yeah. What? Why? Who calls it that? Is it just you? No, it's um, it's a thing. I've definitely heard it being called called it by lots of other people. Okay. Lots, lots of other people? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's very rare that a derby is described by a point that's not actually near either of the places, but is actually equidistant between the two. Okay, 29th of February 2020, uh, at BT Sport Football, the goal that sealed El Gatwico, Jordan Ayew bags number seven of the season's Crystal Palace secures a win at Brighton. Oh, I believed you. Mm-hmm. But just because BT Sport does it doesn't make it okay, does it, Chris? No, well, I shouldn't really follow Jake Humphrey's example. No, you know, you know, he's a man who didn't get any A levels, so <laughs> he should tell us about that more. <laughs> Have you ever seen his tweet when he celebrated his mum's birthday? I don't know why, but for some reason, like, even though it's perfectly normal, the way he says it, celebrated there, I just have visions of him sort of like, like physically celebrating it. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, um, like actually, finds himself accidentally Gareth Bale's celebration of his pay some money. No, there's a photo of him having a glass of champagne with his mum, and the caption was uh, oh, 69 yeah. today, and someone replied underneath saying, I really hope it's her birthday. <laughs> 
Excellent. Uh, anyway, Adam, how do you think this one's going to go? Uh, Brighton will win. Bye. Playing football. <laughs> Scoring more goals than <laughs> Crystal Palace. How many more goals will they score than Crystal Palace? Irrelevant. Oh, is it? Yeah, it just has to be more. <laughs> okay, could be a million, could be one. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay, right, that brings us to the end of our Premier League roundup. Anyone got any other business at all? Um, who else is on Strictly? <laughs> you want to know who's on Strictly? Okay, right. I don't want to, but I feel that we're invested enough now that I may as well find out. I haven't heard of many of these people. So, Hugo Monnier, uh, Judy Love, Adam P.T., uh, Rose Ailing Ellis. I think he's no deaf. Idea. Yeah, she's the first ever deaf contestant. Nina Wadia, uh, Greg Wise, uh, Tilly Ramsey, uh, Dan Walker, Katie McGlynn. No. Sarah Davis from Dragon's Den. Reese Stevenson. John. John Waite. He's, no. a, he's a chef, Emma. Good for him. He won the third series of Bake Off. Uh, AJ, oh. AJ Odudu. Uh, and Robert Webb. Oh, and Tom Fletcher. As in from McFly? Uh, I guess so. It says he's a um, a musician. What do you mean, oh, Chris? So this really is the best of British. <laughs> How am I supposed to know the no, who's, who's uh, in McFly? Well, because it's Danny and it's Charlie. No, Charlie's in... Charlie's Busted. in Busted. It's I know Danny. that. Yeah. It's uh, Danny... And Tom and <laughs> Steve, Dave, Alan, um, Simon. Join to Google. Who's who did, in it? Who, who did I say was in there already? <laughs> you know, Tom. Obviously, because I just read that one out. There are four oh, people. Dougie. Yeah. Tom, Dougie. There's two more to get. <laughs> Danny and Harry. Uh, uh, I knew that. If I, you've given me time. We haven't got time. We're at the end of the podcast. Right. Uh, we've, got, we've got we've got all the time. <laughs> we're, we're talking about Strictly Come Dancing, Chris. Uh, we also, Man of the Post, part of the Man of the Post network. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Man of the Post. You can give us a like on uh, Facebook too. You can download us from um, Acast, from Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Anywhere else you get your podcast from, you can give us a like or a follow, and all our future email, uh, future emails, future um, podcasts fall automatically into your inbox. Uh, if you like what you hear, any five star reviews we very gratefully received. Uh, Dave and Ali, and possibly Simon, who wasn't there this week, will be back on Monday to review the games that we've been previewing. Adam, if they want to follow you on Twitter, how do they do that? Um, Adam, I say what I want. Um, Chris, I have a question for you. Yeah. So considering when you told me one of those guys on Strictly was um, was only on there because he won another TV competition, mm-hmm. that proves you don't have to be that famous to be on Strictly. This is I, very true. I've only heard of three of them. So, so as an award-winning podcast host, you're probably not far away from the season. <laughs> I'm going to apply. Oh, you don't apply. You get chosen, don't you? Would well, the question is considering it's such a hit in your household, would you go on Strictly Come Dancing? No, not in a million years. Actually, I'm, no. I'm going to Google how much you get paid for it. So this isn't your come and get me plea? I'm afraid it isn't, no. I have a come and get you plea? I'm not sure. I mean, they can, they can come and get me, yes. I'm just not pleading to go on there. I think I would wilt under the pressure. 
Can you imagine if I coordinated a dancer, I'd be? I think if you, and, and this is no disrespect to, to the person, but it, if you're someone who can hear and you're losing at a dancing competition to someone who can't hear. <laughs> wow. Always remember to keep your man on the post.